human resource organizations are experiencing the first impacts of what is shaping up to be a paradigm shift as the world transitions towards a digital economy. To add to the mix, in a world that is just about recovering from a global pandemic, while simultaneously facing uncertainties caused by inflation, how can HR leaders pivot their organizations to become true strategic business partners? To shed a light on this topic, I'm joined by Shilpa Rani. She is a part of the Global Industry and Value Advisory Team and is working as Director for Hire to Retire Process in Value Content and Thought Leadership. Prior to this, she worked in HCM Functional Consulting and core HR areas. Throughout her 11 plus years of career at SAP and Infosys, she has challenged herself to take on multiple opportunities across HR consulting, value management, people management and organizational development. Her passion for HR is what keeps her going. She loves helping customers realize the full value potential of employee experience. Shilpa holds a Master's in Human Resources and a Bachelor's in Computer Science Engineering. She lives in Sydney, Australia with her husband and five-year-old son. As always, my name is Akshi Mola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. Please be sure to like, share and subscribe. Welcome Shilpa to the SAP Experts Podcast. Now, Shilpa, today's episode, as you know, is a deep dive into the world of human resources. And I couldn't be more excited to explore this topic together with you because it pertains to each and every one of us, us, the human resources, the workforce. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Akshi, for giving me this opportunity. I am super excited to be here today. So why don't we get started by exploring the overarching trends? I mean, we all know the world is transitioning. If it hasn't already to an extent, we are today in a digital economy. And the HR organizations are one of the first ones to be impacted in what is shaping up to be a massive change organizationally, culturally. And in this new digital world, Shilpa, how can HR leaders enable their organizations to become a true strategic business partner? I it's a great question to start our conversation, Akshi. Uh, so a modern digital HR organization uh, steps beyond the automation of HR processes and operations and takes a strategic approach. So the ultimate goal is to create a sustainable workforce and obviously profitable business. And to achieve this, there are a few areas that they need to focus on, right? So maybe I'll just highlight five top priorities for them. Uh, so first would be employee experience. That is one area which is on top of mind for every HR leader. Today's talent, uh, you know, they want to get more out of work than just getting the work done, right? So they, they want to be connected to opportunities that reflect their values, their interests, capabilities, and that give them the chance to develop and grow. So successful employee experience management will move towards a foundational set of, say, sound and thoughtfully considered people practices like you know focus on uh, growth and development or uh, employee-led uh, job design and so on right so the sec second would be uh, about the hybrid era so year 2022 is all about creating policies uh, practices and cultural norms around the permanent hybrid workplace moving forward right so 
hybrid or say remote environment is now considered as a standard option, right? So it, it's not actually an exception now, right? So businesses are considering uh, employee preferences, uh, their business requirements, their customer needs, and regional differences to drive this decision-making. Next, I would say is learning and internal mobility. So uh, filling skill gaps continues to be a critical business goal. Organizations are still expected to struggle with talent acquisition and say management due to lack of say universal skills taxonomies and uh, poor collection and maintenance of skills um, across the employee journey, right? So talent and opportunity marketplace solutions, they continue to be proposed as say promising technological mm -hmm. means to centralize and diversify learning experiences. Right, so the next, which is like a, a new thing which people are focusing on now is the changing nature of management. Right, so as portions of the workforce settle into new hybrid or say remote working conditions, so management requires uh, new skills to lead effective hybrid teams. Uh, but, you know, examples could be like setting team level expectations for flexible locations and schedules, uh, assessing performances virtually, and uh, intentionally creating and maintaining a positive culture in this dispersed team. So managers, you know, roles have become more emotionally supportive, I would say, to their employees' whole selves, as we call it now. Yeah. So organizations need to focus more on identifying and, say, developing managers and less on, say, uh, you know, management as a step on a uniform career ladder to create uh, better teams and a better culture. The last but obviously very important trend is intelligent technologies. Right? So there is a need and desire for data-driven um, decision-making. Uh, obviously, experiences can't come to life unless there are applications uh, running underneath them. Mm -hmm. right? so, so, Bob, I mean, to succeed in a digitalized world, uh, organizations need comprehensive solutions and insights that empower HR to drive operational excellence and support their talent strategies across the organization. So I heard a lot of employee experience, people practices, and, you know, as someone who entered the workforce in 2014, this is something I've seen put into practice myself, Shilpa, because, you know, you said so much about that emotionally supportive manager and creating that positive culture. And I, I remember there was a time and you probably do too, in which culture, in the name of culture, it was like, oh yeah, our office has a foosball table and a fancy coffee machine, and we have come above and beyond that. I'm so glad for that. But staying on the topic of trends, right? In today's world, despite all of these changes moving in a positive direction, we hear about the terms great resignation. You already hit upon hybrid workforce. Now, I mean, how can one have that emotional security, psychological security, when there's also inflation and recession, all of these things looming. So it's fair to say there is plenty that could keep an HR leader up at night. What would you say, Shilpa, are the major focuses and challenges of today's HR leader? So HR leaders, they care about creating the culture that really appreciates the diversity and fosters inclusion, right? So all of us keep on talking about, say, culture, D&I, but how do we actually implement that, right? So that is something which HR leaders are worried about. And with the hybrid workplace, this becomes even more important now. So organizations need to monitor if and how flexible work impacts D&I. 
right? They need to ask questions like, will the selective offering of flexibility to certain teams or business units lead to inequity, right? So how can managers avoid, say, proximity bias when making promotion and, uh, say, retention decisions? Right? So the, the, these are some of the things that they're worried about. They also need enterprise-wide visibility into people's skills and uh, driving new business models through reskilling, right? So, and, and obviously the most important part that they are worried now, even, you know, especially after uh, this COVID. So uh, that's employee health and safety, right? So health, safety, and well-being. That is another right. area of concern for them. It is now well-established that employee well-being is directly linked to organizational well-being. So employees are seeking ways to support their entire well-being, not just physical. They are focusing on their entire well-being, you know, physical, mental, financial, and also spiritual. And so leading organizations need to answer uh, the call for placing, say, holistic employee well-being at the center of their HR strategy and uh, redesign the work and, say, work environment. And so they must include people in their broader sustainability strategy, I would say which is called, you know, people sustainability and supporting uh, holistic well-being with, say, evidence-based policies and practices in place, right? So it, it, it just shouldn't be like, you know, something which they talk about, but something right. that they actually implement, right? And uh, obviously that they also care about uh, managing the risk and complying with global and local regulations. So this is all, you know, what they care about. Uh, talking about challenges, I think, uh, you know, I would say that the basic challenges of HR, they do not change over time, right? But the approach to solving these challenges changes constantly. So consider one example of the challenge of uh, filling positions that everybody is talking of right now, yeah? So the obstacles to filling positions change based on changes in, say, labor or, say, business markets, such as changes in skill requirements or uh, talent availability, use of contractors, and so on, right? Uh, this drives innovation in the technology solutions to fill positions. But the basic challenge of filling positions, it is constant. So finding and matching people with the capabilities and interest to do different kinds of work with the work that, you know, companies want them to do, right? So the basic challenge still remains there. Uh, so when you look at any company and, uh, you know, any workforce challenges, it's like that there's basically seven uh, things that come up again and again. Right. So the first thing is to design the organization, like how many jobs do we have? How much are we going to pay them? Or where are they going to be located? So from a company's perspective, that's about structuring and paying people. But from a human experience management perspective, it's about what career opportunities are in this company. Why would I want to join this organization? Then you need to fill in roles, right? So the first right. thing, the you can hire externally. You can use contractors. Uh, the basic challenge is getting people into the roles that the organization has. Right. Once they are in those roles, you need to develop people. How can we actually help people get the skills and capabilities to perform effectively in their roles? Then the fourth one would be, we also want them to make sure people are effectively applying their skills to support uh, the strategy and goals of the organization and engage them, right? And get right. them excited about their work. So that, that, that's the fourth challenge that uh, HR generally face. 
Then the next three are more about like how you do this or say, you know, uh, it's more about uh, efficiency and effectiveness of workforce. Right. right. So uh, the next one that is there, like, like uh, you know, it talks about increasing efficiency. Are we uh, maximizing the time of our employees and the money invested in our employees? From employee perspective, it is about uh, getting things done easily, right? So if I'm able to right. do things quickly, so according to me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, right? So I'm able to increase my efficiency there. Right. Then we also have to ensure compliance, right? which is a major concern area also for HR. So are we fulfilling our legal and ethical obligations? Are we doing it in a compliant manner or not? Right. So these are some of the challenges or say questions that HR have. The last one is, uh, are we doing these things in a way that's creating an inclusive organization, a healthy and agile organization? So how do we create an inclusive organization? Are we supporting our core values, right? So mm -hmm. from employee perspective, does the company align with my beliefs, right? And all of this, like your culture that we talk about is actually reflected in a way you design your jobs, you hire people, and how you manage them, right? So all of right. this is actually reflected in the culture that you have. So just to, you know, highlight the challenges again, there are seven challenges that we have. Designing organizations, filling positions, developing capabilities, engaging performance, increasing efficiency, ensuring compliance, and building culture. Beautiful, beautiful. You gave me so much to think about. Something that you really highlighted is the importance of that holistic approach towards human resources and the importance of efficiency and engagement in processes. But having said that, you know, that efficiency is so important, I have also, and we all come across uh, horror stories every day about how tedious the recruiting processes are getting. There are several rounds, in-person rounds, panel interviews. You know, we hear all of this. And some companies would say, listen, this is our standard. We want the best. And now you did say that core values are reflected right from the beginning, from the recruiting process. So, you know, when we have that obstinacy and the fact that they feel that, okay, no, I definitely need these five, six fancy interviews. How does one handle that objections? I mean, do we really need that? <laughs> I would say this is a very interesting question, Akshi. Of course, all of us want the best for us, right? And for our organizations, we want the best talent to be right. secured for us. But if these five, six rounds of interviews are happening over the next 50 to 60 days, which we have seen definitely for a few of the companies, right? So you are anyway going to lose the candidate. Hmm. So your time to hire impacts candidate experience. And as organizations are currently dealing with talent shortage, they can't afford to lose a good candidate. So I think in this case, all the people involved in hiring process, uh, recruiters, say hiring manager, HR admin, they need to ask certain questions at their end, such as, you know, how do we best evaluate, right? right? What are the criteria for us to evaluate any candidate? Can we move faster to secure top talent? How do we optimize our strategy and execution to best help the business? How can we simplify the complexities across the entire recruitment cycle? And the answer to some of these questions is modern technology investments. Uh, so organizations are more likely to attract and recruit the right talent with digital hiring solutions, I would say. You said digital hiring solutions. Let's hear about it because I'm pretty sure the tedious processes are a thing of the past. So yeah, which are these new world solutions that we should be considering instead? 
So it is all about, say, you know, simplifying your processes because at the end it is going to impact the candidate experience, right? So organizations can move towards, say, high quality job descriptions, which are created by removing unconscious gender bias. Uh, we talk about uh, AIML all the time, right? So, uh, right. But, so, so we can actually make use of AI-powered chatbots for enhancing candidate experience. So one example of new world solution is SAP Success Factors Recruiting. It is a cloud solution that uniquely combines applicant tracking system, the job distribution and CRM capabilities with intelligent technologies to deliver meaningful candidate experiences at scale. So automated workflows or recommendations and insights, they all help recruiters accelerate complex processes uh, and eliminate unconscious bias and uh, you know, continually improve performance across the entire uh, recruiting continent. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Shilpa, I have to say this. Maybe you also have experienced this, that when it comes to HR topics, sometimes we get that eye roll that, oh my God, okay, that's the organization about all touchy-feely culture, cutesy stuff. And we did touch on how HR is actually a strategic partner in an organization, but we can't really convince the naysayers till we talk about the numbers. <laughs> so what kind of value does digitization of recruit to hire process bring to an organization? Uh, that's an interesting question and a tricky one also, I would say. So uh, each enterprise is at a different level of maturity, right? So you cannot actually compare two enterprises uh, on the same scale. Sure. So the benefits would obviously uh, vary according to that. But we have seen customers achieving 25 to 40% reduction in their time to hire. 30 to 40 percent reduction in cost per hire wow. and uh, 25 to 35 percent improvement in recruiter efficiency. So there, there we go. There are the numbers. So this definitely works. Digitalization works. But, you know, you also hit upon diversity and inclusion, and it is a very human centric topic at the end of the day. And you did uh, uh, speak a little bit about removing that unconscious bias. So can you tell us a little bit more about how innovations are bringing diversity and inclusion to fruition? So that is still a human-centric approach because at the end of the day, we are not machines, but it is also not, you know, manual and hence biased. Right, yeah. So we all understand the fact that a diverse workforce uh, with diverse perspectives drives innovation. Right. So the increasing importance of diversity and inclusion requires companies to move beyond bias and provide employee uh, with an environment where uniqueness is valued and people are encouraged to bring their best to work. Right. So uh, they, they should uh, use intelligent technologies to remove bias from hiring, pay and uh, promotion decisions. Use people data across the enterprise to plan, measure, and improve, uh, say, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Till the time you don't have insights available, you don't know what is happening in the organization, right? So you need all that data to be available to evaluate, right? What is happening? Is there, you know, some kind of bias that you can see, you know, looking at your numbers for, say, uh, people, uh, say, female managers uh, or uh, you know, female employees in the organization. So you, you, you need to evaluate all the all this data. Right. And you need to help individuals expose their skills and capabilities to allow equal opportunities for growth, right? So if I, if I talk about, you know, 
uh, one example, right? So one example of removing bias from recruiting process is to create job descriptions by removing uh, unconscious gender bias and, you know, reflecting your employer brand by using inclusive messages and images on external and internal career sites. Yeah? So if, if suppose you are planning to apply for a particular organization and you just see male employees, right? So, so right. you might not feel that good about it, right? So, so, so right. these are like very small things that organizations can do which might really help them, right? So assure a fair selection process with say panel interviews and automated candidate rankings so as to avoid some of the biases, right? So obviously everything is like done by a human, but obviously you can try to automate few of this, these things which can actually help in removing biases. Yeah, like, you know, matching mentors and mentees on desired skills, capabilities and experiences and not on uh, say demographic similarity. Right. So I think all these things actually play a very important part or say, uh, you know, I can say technology can play a big part in diversity and inclusion uh, from partnering with, say, social media platforms to standardizing HR practices enterprise wide. Definitely. And that, that's how I think we are able to achieve and improve gender mix as well as uh, get the communities which would have been traditionally lacking visibility into the process into the recruiting process correct and you know i really like what you said like how we appear can be encouraging uh shilpa to uh the individual and a, a very very small example an unrelated example which uh, does make sense here is i actually uh, volunteer for coding classes for children right for uh, girl children and for uh, communities of color and i've seen the difference that it's the same Python coding class, but when it is a Frozen theme and a Wakanda theme, how children get excited. I mean, it's not like I'm not teaching them Python. It's still Python. But the very fact that how it's visible and how it's packaged, it makes all the difference. So completely agree with you on that. Definitely. So a few episodes ago, Shilpa, I don't know whether you were able to catch it, but in episode number 115 with Frank Sophia, we discussed the importance of getting the right people on the organizational bus and keeping them on the bus for as long as possible by finding them the right seats. Now, this quote is paraphrased from uh, Bill Collins, Good to Great. So what are some of the major challenges today in developing and retaining the top talent? We have gotten them on the bus. Now we're just trying our hardest to keep them in the right seats. What do we do? Firstly, actually, I love that episode. <laughs> Talking about uh, attraction and retention, I think as a key part of your talent attraction and retention strategy, demonstrating uh, how much your organization uh, values and employs contribution, that is really crucial, I would say. Right? So as a matter of fact, uh, the top reason of turnover is lack of career development and advancement. Right. So for us also, I mean, if we are not getting enough opportunities for developing ourselves, Right? So we might also think of moving out, right? So that is the trend we have seen and that is um, what we have been observing, right? So um, I think that that's one reason organizations today are not hiring people for what they can do now. They are hiring them for what they can actually learn to do in future. Yeah. There are a lot of jobs that, uh, that didn't even exist, right? Uh, and they are like totally new jobs. So, so companies need to rethink how they are approaching uh, training and development and need to provide employees with the tools, the capabilities, and the environment that promotes the sense of ongoing learning and development. 
right so the next reason why say employees leave or some of the challenges that organizations are uh, facing to retain them uh, is from employees perspective it is inadequate total compensation so monetary compensation is no longer enough employees want a more human centric employment um, you know value proposition so they don't just want the monetary benefits like personally for me i want appreciation for my work right so if i don't get that maybe you know right. that my compensation is not enough to hold me back right yeah. so there are a few factors which are like very personal and people like that so i think it, it's about understanding uh, what they need so 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 the, there's this very interesting thing that the majority of employees would consider switching jobs for more pay transparency so half okay. of employers do not even share information about how jobs are valued and compensated wow. uh, within the organizations right so employees uh, want communication that is accurate timely and open while most of the organizations they are still struggling um, uh, with training managers to effectively deliver these pay communications right so as a result a gap is emerging between what employers currently offer and what employees really want right so this rewards gap is impacting say employee morale or uh, no, engagement and productivity and uh, it's actually hindering sustainable business growth so then there are few other challenges also are uh, like inability to provide employees uh, with the right mentors at the right time uh, annual review process not like continuous review process um which is actually ineffective and uh, you know fails to capture right feedback right. there is no focus on upskilling and reskilling for employees having performance conversations um, that are not linked to development or spending say too much time on evaluating past performance rather than right. focusing on uh, the areas which impact the future performance right or maybe you know something like lack of encouragement for the movement of talent across teams and business units and love the focus has been changing from purely obsessing over the past performance to a more holistic approach and we look at a, at a candidates or an employees potential in the future what can they create what can they learn so with that said shilpa today we have gone over a plethora of challenges that face the hr organization and also ways to offset them to sum everything up how can sap solutions address the challenges that we have covered today as compared to the traditional legacy systems very very interesting question actually um, so you know how can we help i can actually go on and on <laughs> with this and let me start with you know what we can provide right what sap success factors can provide it actually is the most comprehensive and global hr software it empowers individuals to reach their full potential at work while strengthening the connection between hr and business operations ultimately you know helping organizations create a sustainable workforce and profitable business so we help organizations uh, first individualize every experience right we we talked a lot about employee experience and we all know that that is really important part right so through solutions like uh, work zone corporates and more we help customers increase their employee engagement and productivity with individualized experiences designed to empower and motivate uh, uh, everyone across the organization so organizations can give employees uh, organizations can use uh, embedded feedback 
and analytics tools to continuously uh, listen to employees what their employees are feeling right what are what are their right. sentiments to use data and insights to bring uh, relevant tasks forward and make recommendations by understanding each individual's whole self right depending on their skills their capabilities their aspirations motivations and even preferences uh, we also help organizations create a future ready workforce so with strategic talent management solutions for the total workforce such as sap success factors opportunity marketplace sap success factors learning and sap fieldlast uh, we help customers build the skills and agility needed for the future right organizations can upskill and reskill people with uh, dynamic learning solutions to fill gaps and mobilize teams quickly right so we provide individualized uh, recommendations for learning activities uh, mentors and more so we help customers in creating equal opportunities using intelligent technologies to remove bias from say hiring uh, pay and promotion decisions uh, another thing that that we can help customers with is we help uh, them uh, in tackling global compliance right with, with, with confidence so organizations can navigate local requirements with sap success factors employee center they can deliver on time and accurate payroll around the world with the uh, sap success factors employee center payroll and they can actually secure people data with complete privacy compliance transparency and audit controls and lastly i would say we help organizations increase the strategic value of hr uh, with sap success factors plus the power of sap technology and a robust partner ecosystem organizations can maximize the roi of their hr and people investments organizations can easily integrate extend and build applications with sap business technology platform to optimize their hr and business operations so they can improve profitability by using the real time accurate people data to power end to end business processes and experiences right so with sap success factors employee central and sap s4 hana integration as i said you know i can go on and on but uh, <laughs> i would like to you know if you would like to know more about uh, this then you can go through uh, my sr value paper which actually covers all of this in detail beautiful beautiful and to our audience the hr value paper that shilpa is referring to is linked right here on the show notes so please take a look because i can imagine today we covered a plethora of topics right it can feel for some of you who are not familiar with the topic as drinking from the fire hose but shilpa our guest has set us up for success so we have the value paper right in the show notes and you can go ahead and refer to that but shilpa we are all about human centric approach here right so if our audience members want to get in touch with you to learn more about hr best practices sap solutions success factors in particular where can they follow you uh they can follow me on linkedin i would say wonderful so with that said thank you so much for joining us today at the sap experts podcast I, for one, feel so much more educated on the topic of HR, and our audience, I'm sure, appreciates that as well. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Akshay. It was my pleasure.